Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the career strategy podcast for BIPOC folks in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out their next career move. I'm your host, Priscilla Weninger Bolcha, Latinx career coach, former talent recruiter, and human capital management consultant. Each Friday, I'll share an actionable tip to help you on your career change journey so that you can job search with confidence, land amazing job offers, and get on with your life. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 62 of the Early Career Moves podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring you a different kind of episode. You're going to hear directly from one of my clients who just wrapped up her six months of working with me one-on-one. Caroline and I started working together in February 2022 when she came to me wanting to break into tech, a brand new industry for her, move into a more strategic sales role, and increase her compensation. Well, she did just that. She recently accepted a very exciting job offer at a high-profile tech company that met every one of her non-negotiables. In the end, Caroline increased her comp by 30%, negotiated successfully, and she's thrilled to start her new career chapter with way more confidence. On this episode, you'll hear the ups and downs of her journey, what it was like to work with me one-on-one, lessons she learned along the way, and the one thing that she was resistant to but ended up becoming a game-changer. If you're in interested in working with me one-on-one, what are you waiting for? Head over to my website, ecmpodcast.com, and sign up for a free one-hour consult. On that call, I'll ask you a lot of questions about your goals, about your experiences, and then I'll share how I will help you make your next career move. All right, let's get into the show. So I am really excited to have a very special guest, Caroline, today to share her career change journey that she just completed this week. I can't believe that we went on this whole journey together. It's been a roller coaster ride. And so I'm excited for you to share a little bit about what it was like to literally like be there for the ups and the downs and end on such a high note, which we'll definitely get to in a second. But first, would love for you to introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit about like who you are, how do you identify, and maybe like what's some of your career experience that you have. Sure. Hey. So I am Caroline. I am based on the East Coast. I'm a Ecuadorian, Colombian, American, first generation. Grew up in this East Coast area, now based in New York. And I have been working in the consumer packaged goods industry my whole career, a little over 11 years. Um, and I, I was looking for a little bit of a change in my career after um, sort of going through the ranks and working in large Fortune 500 companies and a startup. And I found my way over to Priscilla to make a little bit of a leap. And so she helped me on that journey. Yeah. So I think it was end of January 2022 that you reached out to me and we talked about working together. Had you ever worked with a career coach before or was this like the first time that you did so? It was the first time because I was in that previous industry my whole career. And it was, in a way, it was a very small world. Once you're in the industry, and I had started my career over at General Mills, you make a network and you can easily move through that career path. If you work hard, there's a lot of upward mobility. And then I had moved to a startup. And again, it's a small world. So I had a colleague reach out with that opportunity. And and I had not really needed a career coach previously. And when I had considered leaving, I was lost on how to find a job outside of this world. Yeah. 
Awesome. So how did you end up finding out that I exist and that I, yeah, like how did you find me? And when we did the first consult call, what was that experience like trying to decide if you were going to end up working with me? Yeah. So I had a previous colleague, funnily enough, who I believe you knew through university and I had seen that she was on your podcast. And so at that time I had considered lightly getting a career coach, but I hadn't really thought too much about it. So that I thought was really serendipitous because, okay, I thought, well, this old colleague had worked with Priscilla. And also I thought your message of working with BIPOC folk on making career changes resonated with me clearly, like I'm a kind of a natural fit. So it just made it really easy to reach out to you and see what you offered. And then we had a quick call probably under an hour. And you just gave me the rundown on how you approach career coaching. And what I thought was interesting, and I still I think resonated with me, I still think resonated with me was that you focus on value and goal setting at the beginning prior to getting into the specifics of the career application. And so I wanted to learn more about that. Yeah. So I also remember in that conversation when I was like, it's going to take about six months that you had a reaction to that. <laughs> I think uh-huh. you were like, wait, what? Reflecting now on what this has been, like, what do you think about about like how you reacted on the call and like how maybe your mind has changed a little bit? Well, you told me two things that I think I was surprised at and I, I didn't like hearing. One was <laughs> that it was going to take, I think you said six to nine months. And the second was that my role would likely come through networking, like 99.9% chance that you're going to get your position because you need to broaden your network and you'll be connected through somebody. And I didn't, I didn't sort of believe it. I didn't really understand it. Again, I was new to the job hunt outside of my industry. So I kind of balked at that a little and thought, <laughs> I can do this in a shorter time. I figure this out. But no, those were both true for me. Yeah. And they are like hard pills to swallow. But the sooner that you're like, okay, like this is just part of the deal, like the smoother that process can go for you. So I'm glad that in the end, I think very quickly you were able to embrace that that was just something that had to be done, unfortunately. Okay. So when we did start talking about like goal setting, I remember we did a lot of career exploration exercises. Like you wrote your obituary, you did your odyssey plans, which were really cool. I hope you keep those. And so like we did spend quite a bit of time on that. I would say like a Our first three, maybe even four sessions, we were just kind of like ideating and thinking very big picture. What was that experience like? Was it valuable for you? It was very valuable. I don't know that I had ever taken the time, even outside of looking for work or considering my profession, to do that type of work. So it's very personal as well. What are your, what do you value? What gives you excitement in life? And where do you want to end up in the next few years with the Odyssey planning? So I thought it was like, it really stretched my mind to think big. And probably those thoughts were all living in my head, but they had never been written down. And then backing into it. And I think one of the phrases that I had said to you through Odyssey planning was, I want to make my career work for me. And I had never really considered that my entire career. I think that's part of the way that I was brought up. My personal experience was just like, you go get a job and you work really hard for your company. And that like, this is what everything has been working for, even from going back to school. And so I had never flipped that on its head and said, well, what do I really want? And how do I want to approach work? And what sort of benefits am I looking for from work? Or what do I want to learn? And so it was a really interesting experience to go through. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so this so- the job search process for a lot of people, like we just think like it's like the tactical looking for jobs online, submitting our resume, getting our resume done. And that we think it's just like this very like tactical process, which that is definitely part of the process. But there's so much more that goes into it when you are trying to make an intentional career decision that lasts a few years and also like helps you build upon your career. So when you were starting this, what did you know that you wanted in your next move? Like what were like your non-negotiables? Because we talked about a lot of things that we wanted, but what did you were like, this has to happen, really want this to happen for the next career move? Yeah. So my goal really primarily was moving into the tech industry, which is such a broad industry or term to, to <laughs> use. But like I said, I had been in consumer packaged goods and I have just a lot of friends and acquaintances that work in many co- companies and I had seen the benefits and the potential career growth and the potential wealth building opportunities. And I just felt like well, there's just so much there. I wonder how I can get into that industry and make that pivot. So that was the main reason that I, I reached out and wanted to work with a career coach in general on how do I take my skill set and do that in a productive way. And I didn't mention before, but I'm in sales. And so I wanted to continue doing my work, which is strategic enterprise sales, working with large retailers or large Fortune 500 brands. With this change, I was willing to do kind of many different career paths. There's a lot of different sales functions in tech, like account executive and customer success pre-post sales. But ideally, I had wanted to land on a strategic sales position where I could really leverage my skill set. And then the third was to have a total compensation of over $200,000. And I was at some point thinking, okay, if I'm making this career change, am I going to take a cut and have to go back a few levels? And so overall, yeah, those were the three goals. Yeah. And it's so important to know those three career non-negotiables because it helps you eliminate like the jobs that are not going to be able to give that to you, right? And I remember at one point you were entertaining a specific kind of job that would not pay you as much potentially. Like you were even maybe thinking about a pay cut for a second. And I want to just kind of highlight like there is a strong temptation to just settle throughout the job search process, especially when you get into month three, month four, month five, it's hard to like really hold belief that what you want exists and it's out there and it's waiting for you. What was your experience like navigating that time and also maybe being tempted at times? Like, Did you feel tempted at times to be like, maybe I should just take this other job? Yeah. And that was with a very, that was a company that was on my top five list. And so I was really excited to start working with a recruiter at that company and a little deflated when I found out about the salary, but I really considered it because I thought, well, if this is my entry point into this company, then it's going to be worth it. But in the end, I... I kind of went with my gut. It was that was pretty early in the process. And when I say process, I only really started full time seriously putting in like a significant amount of hours into the search in May. And so that was around those first intro weeks. And I thought, I'm just I think I need to give this more time because that just wasn't meeting one of my non-negotiables. Yeah. And we're talking in the month of August. 
So really it was like three intense months of like you being in that application process. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So I had done some, like you said, we've been working since the beginning of the year and done some apps and researched what roles I wanted to apply for. But when it comes to this like resume and application intense period, yeah, that was going back until May. Yeah. And then another big challenge I remember was like, how do we choose the right roles for you to apply to? And how do you evaluate the job description and decide, okay, this is worth my time. It's worth tailoring my resume for this. What did you learn through that process as you were like choosing roles to apply to? Yeah. So we went through and kind of figured out what are the right roles, the titles themselves, and they were anything that include account executive or business development manager. And they have a lot of different titles and they can mean a lot of different things in the tech world. So that was probably one of the more difficult pieces of the journey of just figuring out what are the specific roles that I I am looking for within each individual company. But it it ended up taking a sort of two paths. One was this account executive type of role where you're selling some sort of SaaS software. I was really intrigued by a few companies. And the other one was digital marketing I had been considering because that was an adjacent role to my previous industry. And so once I identified these two roles or these two paths, then I was able to take the company list and make it concise and then find those specific roles. But getting to the two layers of what are the different sub-industries or sub-roles within tech sales, then I was able to get a little bit more clear. Yeah. And that was the work that you did before you like threw yourself into the process was like, what are the names of these titles of the roles? What are their levels? Is this something that I even like would want to do like based on the key responsibilities and all of that? So I think it was great that you did that work ahead of time and then it helps you get really focused during the actual like application process. So I feel like you that was a huge benefit too. Okay, let's talk about networking. We talked a little bit about this a couple times ago, how you were like, ugh, I just like rolled my eyes when I heard I had to do some networking. What was your resistance to it? How did you begin to embrace it? And then what were the fruits of that effort? Yeah, so that's a big one for me. I thought previously that I hated networking. I probably rolled my eyes at some point of really, I have to do this. But I realize now on this side of the journey that that was really rooted in experiences probably earlier in my career where I felt that there was networking that I had participated in that felt inauthentic to me. So a lot of networking events at companies, meet and greets with higher ups that you do so that you can get your face known and really work your way kind of up that career ladder. And if a networking opportunity felt forced to me, I didn't really value it or I didn't think it was, again, authentic to my style. And I tend to be, I'm in sales. I like to talk to people. I'm extroverted. So it went, it was a little bit contradictory to who I was or I am. So this new like look at networking, it took me a while to come around to, but I found that again, it, it came back to authenticity. So I knew what my goal was to broaden my network. And the ultimate reason was to find a new role. But what I found out through the process is you can meet a lot of interesting people who actually I'm friends with now and I connect with now going to dinner next week with a group of women, Latina women who I met in a, at an event called Tequeria. I can highly recommend it. 
there for Latinx folks or people who are in tech wanting to get into tech. So my point is that what I found was it could be fun and that (laughs) everyone you meet doesn't lead. It's not just to get a job or, hey, can I get a reference at your company? It wasn't self-serving in the end, but a lot of actual authentic connections came about and people really want to be helpful. So when I told them my story, they were very, one, very kind and validating and said, well, based off of what you're telling me, you'd be a great fit. You'd be really great on our team. You should apply. Or they say, I don't know anybody there, but I do know somebody over here. Can I connect you? Or it was just a great experience and I made a connection. And so looking back on it, it was really a tool and a skill that I never had developed. And now I feel like I I know how to network that can serve me beyond just career opportunities in the future. And whether I am looking for a new experience or just want to connect with folks, like I, I feel very positive about networking versus before. Wow. (laughs) That's like a 180 right there. Um, Yeah, I think you got really creative with it and you made it fun. And you're in a city like New York where like there's so many things going on. And I really love that you embrace that part of the process. And now you have friends like that's amazing. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I did not expect it at all. And I mean, the benefit too was that I could go to in-person events. I know that wasn't the case a year ago. I wasn't looking, but there's a lot going on in in some kind of metro areas. So that made it really fun for me to kind of go out in person, go to meet people. And at the same time, there is that online side to networking. So I learned how to do these kind of cold call, but cold email outreach. And I did most of that through LinkedIn. And I, again, was pleasantly surprised. So there's definitely folks who don't reply, but there are people who would gladly give me 20, 30 minutes of their time to help me understand their sales function at their company. And that also helped me get clear on what were the roles that would be a better fit for me. I found out I was looking sometimes at the wrong roles or the wrong functions and got pointed in the right direction. So that I also didn't expect that emailing people I don't know was going to lead to any (laughs) sort of results. Yeah. Like talking to strangers on the internet, like who wants to do that, right? And it actually is super common. And you might be missing out on really important clues that can guide you on your journey, especially around things like that. Like, well, actually, for this role, we tend to hire these kind of people with these experiences. I remember for a while, you were pursuing a software as a service roles. And then we found out together that these were roles that were highly, they looked for people who were highly specialized in this area. And so that might've been why you were bumping into some rejections there. Let's talk a little bit about rejections. Rejections are part of the process. I tell people this all the time. Like It's almost like if you're going to go on dates, there are going to be people who aren't going to be feeling you or you're gonna not going to be feeling them. It's just part of the process. How did you manage the rejections? Like, what did you do? Was it a big deal for you? Did you like internalize it and take it really hard? Or was it something that you felt like, I have a thick skin. I know that this is part of the game. I think there were a few types of different rejections. So there's the one 
that, and you help me understand this, that, that come quickly, like maybe within 24 hours of 48 hours of submitting your application. And that's because there's search algorithms that are going through the resumes that you submit. And if you don't have the right keywords based off of what they're looking for in the role, the system will reject you and your resume has never been reviewed by a human. And that was very common because again, I was trying to change industries. So I didn't have this tech experience or certain keywords that they were looking for. And so it was a very quick automated rejection. And that was discouraging because I thought, well, maybe this is all I'm looking in the wrong area. Maybe it is harder to make this change than I had thought originally. And then there were the rejections that came after I had interviewed with the recruiter or with a hiring manager. And Sometimes it was, we went, we prioritized another applicant, or actually we went on a little bit of a freeze or whatever other reason. And I thought, again, it is a little personal the way that I took it, but uh, you know, there, the whole journey, it's a process. And so it would be funny to have heard a quick, yes, like, absolutely. Let's get (laughs) fast track to an interview. I know that. And I knew that at the time, but of course I would, I personally took rejections like a little bit hard, but then eventually they just became part of the process. And I think part of the search is just staying focused on the goal. And I think not every week is you're giving your 100%. Ideally, you just kind of stick at it and you're continuing to supply, uh, apply to many roles and you're hearing back and you're networking. Ideally, you have a structure, but I will say there were some weeks where maybe I took a little bit of a break. It is very intense to stay that focused and that optimistic all the time. So it it was an ebb and flow. Yeah, I love that you said that because you got an amazing result, but you didn't take like perfect action every single day or every single week. Like you said, you took time off. And a lot of that is like self-care, right? Like we have to like take care of ourselves during a process that is grueling and emotionally exhausting a lot of times, physically exhausting. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I'm always afraid that people think that okay, I have to be perfect and do all of the things when it's like, actually, if you just choose like two or three small habits that you can just repeat over and over again that you know will eventually lead to your result, that's enough, right? And so were there times in the process where you were like completely avoiding the whole journey? (laughs) And that's fine if you if there were. Or did you feel like you always kind of had like one or two little things that you were doing maybe like once a week or something? Yeah, I'd say there were definitely weeks that I was doing everything and hitting on all cylinders. But yeah, then others, I would maybe dial back the networking because socially that could be a little bit tiring. And then the next week I would build that back into my process. Did I send one to three meaningful emails on LinkedIn? Did I spend 20 minutes looking for an event in New York. I think those actually benefited me greatly, but did I always build it into the process? No. I sometimes just prioritize the applications because they take a lot to find, again, those meaningful roles. And that was also part of the process that I think at the beginning, I was going for numbers or thought I had to hit certain numbers, but then it was really about finding those roles that make the most sense for me that I truly wanted to explore. And the research that it takes to find those is a time consuming component. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about your big offer that you just got. Does it meet the career non-negotiables that you wanted? 
What is the percent increase in your comp? And then how did you end up finding that role? Yeah. So I'll start with the role because we just talked about it. I found it through networking, funnily enough. (laughs) I have a friend of a friend who, who works at the current company. And I had said, okay, these are the roles that I applied to. And he offered to forward my resume, I think, to the hiring manager is how it worked out. And then shortly after that, a recruiter reached out to me. So it was pretty quick once my resume was seen by by the person. So the role itself is focusing on growing retailer partnerships. And that is my wheelhouse. I've been working with enterprise retailer partners my entire career over in the CPG industry. So it really matched up all of my experience, but brought it into the tech world. And so for that reason, it hit on like two out of the three of my goals. So one was getting into tech and the second was to work on a strategic sales team. And I was able to do that. So this is a, again, a strategic sales role building out their retail vertical. And then the third was to have a salary over $200,000. And now that we've crunched the numbers, happy to say that this was a over 30% increase on an annual basis, which is just massive because we talked about me looking at options and maybe taking a pay cut, which depending on the opportunity could have made sense. So, but in the end, I landed with my three non-negotiables. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so excited for you. Tell us about the negotiation process. Did you negotiate? Were you nervous about doing it? Yeah. So being in sales, I'm not a stranger to negotiation and I am comfortable doing it in the business setting. But on a personal side, I've always found it a little bit cringeworthy to negotiate for myself. So I am working (laughs) on that in, in general, but I think that just comes from just being a woman trying to make a change. This is my personal experience and just feeling like I need to validate all of my experiences. But in the end, I, I did have one round of negotiation. So the original offer came in very strong and I overall was pleased with it, but out of principle. And I think the expectation is in general that the candidate should negotiate the offer instead of just taking the first one. That was my perception anyway. So um, I gave them the goal, the stretch goal that I was hoping to achieve. And they came back with a little bit more of equity and they came in with a signing bonus as well, which was really great. And then I accepted after that. Amazing. Congrats. So you're finally at the end of this whole journey. As you think back, know that I've seen you grow in terms of like your confidence. I feel like your confidence has grown a ton. Would you agree? And how do you think that you grew just generally in other ways? Yeah, I agree. I think the confidence came with with the journey because I felt like I needed to be um, validated. I've used that word already. And when you're making a change, you have a feeling about how you, where you want to land. And in theory, yeah, my, my skills would benefit many different companies, but until you start hearing that positive feedback, I think it's difficult to stay strong in that feeling. And a lot of that positive feedback came through the networking piece. Again, as I was meeting people who are working on these teams and telling me, yeah, you'd be a great fit. I was feeling like, okay, my hunch was right. This is a good move for me. And so, yeah, I feel like the confidence came 
over time. And then of course, working through an offer and coming out the other side, it just feels very, very good to have made that whole journey from beginning to end. Again, landing in a role that I'm excited about. Like, I think I have a lot to contribute. I have a lot to learn at the same time. And I think the team is fantastic. Um, so I, again, had talked about maybe considering other avenues or other options. And in the end, this is really a great opportunity. Yeah. And so a lot of us tend, especially people who are like first gen children of immigrants, like we tend to want to do things alone. Like we tend to be like, I got this, I'll figure it out because that's just how we've grown up. But I love that in this case, you were like, let me get some help, right? Like, let me work with someone. How would this process have been different if you had tried to do it completely alone? What was different about this experience given that you did work with someone one-on-one? Oh, that was such a crucial part of the whole experience because it can be a very isolating journey to go through. Again, like it sounds nice that I landed where I did, but on a day-to-day, you have a lot of questions. There's a lot of just silence in the journey where you're just applying and you're not hearing back and also just needing or needing to hear some motivation about what you should be focusing on. Maybe some weeks I wasn't focusing on the networking piece or doing research into the right types of roles. And so just having somebody to bounce ideas off of that really helped. And overall, just giving me structure because I felt personally lost. Okay, I want to find a job in a different area. How do I do that? Had I stayed that would have been a much different job search for me. I could take that on alone. And I think you're right. The tendency is like, let me do this. I got this. But in this sense, I felt really like I needed some sort of support or structure for some, from somebody who had some experience. So yeah, this was very, it was very helpful and necessary. Amazing. Last question for you. What would you tell someone who's like thinking about working with me, but they're like not sure if they want to make the leap? Or maybe what would you tell yourself six months ago when you were like deciding if you should take the leap and work with me? Yeah. Well, I personally just went with my gut. I felt great. So I'll tell somebody, somebody else um, who might not be sure is, um, should definitely work with Priscilla that her approach is very holistic, which I think is very refreshing and uh, much needed in a job search. Because when you're looking at moving into a new role or a new industry, you really need to ask yourself why and what are you looking to get out of it? Because the process is very hairy and very up and down. And there's a lot of different obstacles that come in the way. So when you can get close at the beginning of your search to your why, then you land with, for instance, for me, my three non-negotiables, and you can really say yes to opportunities, no to opportunities as you work your way through the app and the interview process. And then also she's just very motivational. I, for me personally, the shared experience was huge. I think it is not that common that you have somebody who comes from a similar background as you. And I think, I think the mission is really relevant and meaningful to me. Um, So overall, for many different reasons, I highly recommend working with Priscilla. Thank you. Well, it has been truly a pleasure. Such a great experience working with you. I felt like even in the moments that were hard, you like stayed positive, even though you like you said, like there there were weeks that were hard. It was hard to be optimistic. And this whole process is like literally like believing in something that's not here yet. You can't understand. You're like, I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're just going to keep working at it until it happens. And so love hearing your story. 
Any last words, Caroline? Just stay focused. I think the little steps will get you t- towards the end of the journey. And every day it, it could be tough, it could be fun, but just keep trusting the process. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to ecmpodcast.com slash free course and sign up for my free job search training course. I teach you the three things that you need to know before you go into a job search process. My goal is to help you change careers with confidence and ease so you can move on with your life. I'll see you next week.